everybody, and thank you for joining us again today. We have another special episode. This is episode two of our mini-series, LaSalle Brothers Wealth Strategies, and I will go ahead and turn it over to the LaSalle Brothers. Thank you guys for being here today. Thank you. Uh, thank you again, Michelle. Yes, it is I, David El Wolfo Salcedo, here live in the studio. And Rafael Terrazas, along with David. And, uh, and so we're ready to go. Um, Hopefully you guys enjoyed our first episode. The second one, we're going to get into the meat of it, and we want to, and we're going to start steering us in the into the conversation of real estate, um, how to build real estate. But before we get there, as they say, you need to walk before you run, and we're going to discuss how to get your personal finances in order in order to put yourself in a position for that next real estate opportunity. That is correct, and you know, as with with any progress with any goal that you may have there's got to be a beginning and for us you know we think that creating or knowing your budget is probably step one for any financial goal you may have whether it be leaving your day job to work on your side hustle whether it be beginning to own real estate or whether it be you know just having a better you know financial plan in general So with that said, you know, we would like to really encourage everyone listening, if they haven't already, to view their current budget, Um, look at their income, and look at your expenses. How are you doing in that section? A lot of the times, you know, we don't know how we're doing because we're putting a lot of our expenses on our credit card, and we're simply paying, you know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a paycheck on the credit card but we're not identifying exactly where the money's going. Um, one of the things that I've personally done recently is go on a more cash basis and stop using my credit card unless it's an emergency. And uh, you know, one of the things too is that I need to be completely honest. Now, the reason that we're in a position to be in a podcast sharing our knowledge and advice with everyone is that hindsight's twenty twenty, right? And uh, Raphael traveled a very different route than what I did. And I need to be very honest with you. I was I was um, not necessarily lost. I had a very very um, good job um, working in the accounting field, uh, etc. Uh, I became uh, I didn't have a plan of how to necessarily quit. Um, I just knew I wanted to get out. And uh, and my story goes just true. It's pretty crazy. I went to HR, and you know I said um, I think it's time for me to go. Um, and they were like, okay, uh, let's look up your profile. And they're like, wow, uh, did you know that you have all this stock? And I didn't know when I first started working at this publicly traded company, I signed like 50 papers, 24 years old, didn't really know what I was signing at all. One of them was I, I joined the employee stock purchase plan. And if you all remember in 2008, the market tanked. So I ended up buying stock at like eight bucks a piece. Okay, and so then five years later when, when, I, uh, when I decided to get out, I had all of a sudden this nice, nice little um, cushion that helped me uh, quit. Uh, And that's, uh, again, without planning, that just happened. Um, But now, looking back, had I planned more appropriately, I probably wouldn't have had to have banked on that money, right? And I could have been ready to buy my first property um, probably shortly shortly thereafter. But I know that Rafael's plan was uh, a little bit more detailed, if you will. Yes, and I'll go through it in a sec, but one thing that is important to mention that I, 
that I think we both had is we had somewhere to go. That's so yeah. you had your family's 100-year-old business that you could jump into. That's right. I had um, a bar that I owned that I had owned for four years, three, four years. And I also had my real estate license. So there was – there wasn't – I don't think – Either one of us had a specific plan per se, but there was something to jump into versus let me just quit and and well that's true and not know what I'm going to do next. Yeah, that's really interesting because uh, just today we were we were discussing this. It said um, I saw uh, an infographic that I thought was spot on. It said, "Hey, spend um, spend about five years." Again, this is all you know. It's um, no specifics, but spend about five years dedicating two to five hours a week on your side hustle, whatever that side hustle is. If you dedicate yourself to that, it could be real estate, selling widgets and gadgets, uh, gadgets, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, in five years, you could be in a, in a position where that side hustle could actually replace your um, income from your regular job, as we call it, uh, being an economic slave. And I think the key there is, David mentioned two to five hours a week, it's extremely difficult to invest that time consistently unless you are either very, very, very motivated or unless you have to do it. For example, in my case, I opened up a bar while I still had a full-time job. I had to invest 5, 10, 15 hours a week because it was already operating. But if you're in the stage of just planning a side hustle, it's going to be very hard for you to invest two to five years. And I'll be very honest, I never made as much money in the bar as I did in my day job. So I was, it was hard for me to quit. But, you know, at least once I quit, I had a, a reduced but consistent paycheck that I could be getting from the bar. Um, but nonetheless, all of this is way, way easier if you know your budget, you know your number, you know your expenses, and you start eliminate, eliminating some of the debt that, you know, shouldn't be there anymore. For example, your student loans, for example, your car payment, um, for example, your credit card debt. All of those items can make a huge impact as far as you being able to either quit your job or start investing in real estate. Well, you know what? And I, I made the number one mistake. I didn't start reading. Obviously, the theme of these podcasts is to read, read a lot, right? And one of the first books I started to read right out of college was Susie Orman's. Uh, it's called the, the Young, the Fabulous, and the Broke. And it was specifically for millennials. It was really good. And I broke, I broke all the rules. Um, when I got my first real job, um, I don't know if people know this, but in high school, uh, you know, we have a locksmith business, and we had an extra van, just a white cargo van. And I always thought I was going to be driving like this awesome convertible and things like that and so what happened was some guy left and we had an extra van and my parents were like well the van's there so i drove that van in high school i drove that van on dates i drove that van to homecoming i drove that van to many many things and uh, built a lot of character because my parents were like well if girls don't want to get in the van with you that means they really don't like you <laughs> so it was really weird and awkward but anyway and it had a cage in it too so um Anyway, so after I got my real job, I was like, you know what? So I got an F-150 four-door, FX4, fully loaded, leather. I was awesome. I got it lifted, exhaust, this and that. I spent about maybe $5,000 in accessories. I put, a, of course, you have to put a sound system in there. I had a couple of subwoofers. 
Um, I had Boston acoustic speakers. I mean, I went all out and I was a slave to that truck for six years because I had to extend the financings. The payment was so heavy. I couldn't pay it in five. I, I asked for special financing for six years and I was stuck to that truck payment. I was cool. I was absolutely very, very cool. I think that's why perhaps the chamber put me on their board at the time because of my truck, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but I was a slave. To, it's not necessarily a regret, but a learning, a learning moment. Absolutely. I would I wouldn't have done it again. And, and obviously most of these books, most of these podcasts and most of the advice that, that we're trying to um, relay here is better. If you're a college student, it's better if you're, if you're young, I mean, people should be learning about this in high school, really. Um, but it doesn't mean that if you're 40, 50, even 60 years old, you can't adjust your spending habits and your budget to be able to get out of the rat race, you know, sooner rather than later. And, um, I, from my experience, I, I was, uh, I've always been, you know, pretty frugal. Um, I, I still own my first car that I bought out of college, still the car I drive today. And I'll, I'll probably change it soon enough, but uh, I haven't had a car payment for almost seven years. And, you know, that has allowed me to buy investment properties, uh, or at least more of them, and save more for that. And, you know, getting back to our, our main, you know, our, our main subject of this podcast, you know, take a look at your budget. It really doesn't take more than one Google search as far as budget spreadsheet for you to start, you know, itemizing your expenses. How much are you spending on your house? How much are you spending on your car? How much are you spending on a credit card? Dining out, um, buying clothes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Item, itemize those and determine a if you're spending more than you're earning. That's the number one question you should be asking yourself. And b if you're not spending more than you're earning, where is that difference going to? Are you saving it? Are you investing it? Obviously, saving $600 one month isn't going to allow you to buy real estate, but $600 over 12 or 24 months will definitely allow you to eventually own a piece of property. Well, you know what's interesting is, uh, do you agree with this, uh, Rafael? Um, if you have to, I've heard it's the old adage, if you have to ask how much a month, then you probably can't afford it. Do you think that's true? Yeah, for the most part, absolutely. For like cars and things like that, right? And so um, I think now, I think you're you're pretty much a debit card guy. I think I'm a debit card guy now too. Like I think there's a lot of um, cash is king. And uh, and with that, we're going to get into, um, we're going to try something new with this, this podcast. We're going to try and see after it's uploaded if we can get you all a spreadsheet that we worked on that you all can download it'll be either via the show itself or we'll we'll make it available to you all somehow or another but we've worked on something um rafael's going to kind of get into it but it's a it's a small tool and i think we want to do this every show where we give you free content a free tool that you can use because obviously i know this is being broadcasted globally worldwide with millions of people just salivating listening to what we're saying but if we can start creating wealth, you know, for people, individuals, family, that's just better for society. And we've done it. Look, we're 30, you know, I'm 34, you know, Rafael's 33. Um, we spent 10, 12 years already um, cutting our teeth. Um, and we feel we're in a position to give you, you all, our beloved audience, 
um, some tools. Absolutely, David. And also, you know, this, a lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about, at least in these first episodes, is very rudimentary. So it's very basics, very beginning. You know, we don't know your background. This may be way below your level of knowledge. But if you do have questions that are more extensive or if you do have issues or problems or, or things you want to solve and you would like our take on it, you know, there, there will be a way for you to contact us via email or whatnot um, because, you know, we'd love to help. Um, this, since it being the episode number two, is uh, very, very early on. Everybody should be doing this regardless of your field, regardless of your goals. But we understand that a lot of people don't or aren't very good with their personal finances. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so we're going to walk you through... Just pretend you're looking at the spreadsheet or actually when you actually download the spreadsheet, maybe listen to this episode again. Uh, and um, and look, we're going to we're going to walk you. We're going to walk you through this. And at the end, whatever that net number is, uh, don't be either. You should be encouraged or discouraged. If you're at a net negative, um, that means we need to do a little bit of work. If you're if you're in a net positive, that's good. That's good. And that means maybe you can even do more. Um, the point is we want to beef up your bank account. You're already making money in whatever field you're doing. You're already making money, obviously. If you're able to listen to an iTunes podcast, you probably have an iPhone. You probably have bills. You're probably making those payments. It's time to be more cognizant of where your money's going. Um, and then don't forget this, as you know, as Raphael gets into it, is this is what we all do. This is what we all do. What we do is we spend money to impress people we don't even like. And that's just a very sad thing. And so uh, just be hyper aware and sensitive to who you are as a person, what your goals are. If you want to be a family person or you just want to be successful, you need to be hyper aware of that and uh, don't play the, uh, the societal game, if you will. Absolutely. At least not if you want to be financially free at some point in your life. Um, so, you know, to, go, to get into it a little bit more, you know, like we said, create a budget. We're going to try to make uh, the spreadsheet accessible to you. Again, it's very, very basic. Um, Write down how much you're making. And when you write down how much you're making, do the after-tax figure. Why? Because at the end of the day, you're paying your taxes. You're not getting that money. How much money is actually going into your bank account? You know, you may be making $5,000 gross. You know, after tax, that could be $3,500 or $4,000. Write down the lower amount. Um, when you have that amount, whether, it's, whether you're single or with your spouse, make sure you're doing this together as a family. Super important. Because if your wife or husband aren't in line with this, it's not going to work. You all are just going to uh, butt heads. So after you look at your income, start writing down every single one of your regular expenses. Not the, ex the one-off expense uh, that you took last month because you had to go to the doctor. But your month-to-month your -month expenses. You know, to give you a few examples, the majority of us have a mortgage. The majority of us have a car payment. The majority of us have uh, to pay for car insurance, have to pay for your cell phone bill, have to pay for, you know, kids' schools, etc., etc. Don't forget the variable expense of dining out, entertainment, going to the movies, you know, spending on clothes. And list all of those out or write them in the budget spreadsheet to make sure, like I said before, first of all, that you're not overspending. If you're making four, 
you got to be spending less than four. And ideally, and hopefully, some of that $4,000 is being saved as well. So once you have a good image of your income and your expenses, and let's just assume for a second that you're not overspending, that you know, you're making $4,000 and you're spending $3,500. What are you doing with those extra $500? My suggestion would be save it for now. Either save it or use part of it to pay off debt. Now, um, The Richest Man in Babylon, awesome, awesome book that I highly recommend, talks about always, always, always saving 10% of your income, regardless of your debt. I know Dave Ramsey talks about elim eliminating your debt first. I, I differ a little bit. I love Dave Ramsey, but I differ a little bit with that approach. I would say try to, first of all, save your 10%. Pay yourself first. Use that money either for an emergency or to later on invest. And also, you know, but if there is money left over and you have a credit card debt of $3,000, you know, use it to pay it off. The less interest you pay, the better. Now, there are also a lot of hacks and tricks we can talk about in the show. Um, we'll mention a few as we think about them. But keep in mind that there are way, way more than the ones we're going to mention. For example... You got a 20% credit card um, that you're paying on a month-to-month -month basis. Try and see if your old credit card has a promotional 15-month 0% uh, interest rate transfer. So sure, you'll pay the transfer fee, but if you pay it off in 15 months, you know the interest that you're going to be paying is going to be way, way less than what you're currently paying. Well, uh, this is all. Uh, we, we hope that you like this. It's, uh, it's that time again. Uh, in the show, we try and keep this within 15, 20 minutes. Um, uh, it's time for us to uh, bid you adieu, if you will. And next week, we'll talk about what we're going to do with that money, with that money that, that we found, that excess money. And we're going to get into real estate, how to find a deal, how to do it, and uh, how to have fun with it. Um, Rafael, what else you got? Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about setting your goals so that that money that you are saving eventually gets invested and pays you back. And also hopefully talk about how you can track that and, you know, make sure you're gearing towards that specific goal. Well, uh, that's it for today. I'm going to kick it back to uh, Michelle. And we thank her for allowing us to podcast live here from the world famous West Texas town of El Paso. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure. We'll see you all. All right, thank you guys for joining me in the Sun Carpets recording studio that we've got at our center, and we will see you all next week.